What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my co-host, Brandon Duff. Nick Fraser will be off for the night. Brandon, how we doing, man? One day till Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's the eve of Thanksgiving. We get the two-man crew rolling with two again. Um, yeah, the beer's flowing tonight. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, you got some I beers mean, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to hop in. This is week 12, right? We're going to week 12 now. Going into NFL. Yeah, week 12. It's, it's so funny. Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, actually, somebody was just Snapchatting me. Somebody like a, I used to go out with like a long time ago. They are like, oh, yeah, we're not uh, not going out anymore. And then they Snapchatted me like their kid. And I'm like... I'm like, yeah, I haven't gone on right, Thanksgiving yeah. even in years. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, we're we're avoiding long lines. Uh, you know, it's not a good night to be out if you're drinking, anyways. Uh, you shouldn't be drinking driving ever, but ever, right? Like tonight's, uh, you know, cops all over the place, and and uh, I I like the fact that I'm going to be enjoying my my Thanksgiving meal tomorrow, not hungover. So, uh, you know, those are a few reasons I'm going to be. Uh, Enjoying my couch after this podcast tonight, and uh, you know, enjoying my family tomorrow. tomorrow. Alcohol, alcohol free. So yeah, alcohol free uh, on Thanksgiving as well. What is it? You going alcohol free on Thanksgiving? I might have some beers tomorrow night. All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> I think I think I'm, I think I'm going to have a couple pops tomorrow night. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not partying. Like I'm not going out. You know, getting hammered. So um, yeah, just. How, how the times have changed from your 20s to your 30s. <laughs> but uh, let's get into uh, NFL Week 12, Brandon. Uh, before we get into our studs and duds segment, uh, there are two teams in the NFL on a bye this week. So the Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, both of those teams have stacked offenses. So there's going to be uh, a lot of players out this week on the bye. So uh, it was tough this week to find some players, you know, that you can plug into your lineups to replace guys like uh, Travis Kelsey or, you know, I know Murray and, and Hopkins have been out, but James Conner and Hill and Mahomes. So there's a ton of talent out this week, but uh, let's get right into it, Brandon. So week 12 here, uh, our studs and duds every week, we uh, talk about one player we think is going to have uh, kind of a stud week and uh, another player that we're down on in the same position who we think is going to kind of fall short of where they usually do and have a dud of a week. So Brandon, with that, with that said, who's your QB stud for week 12? My QB stud is going to be Cam Newton this week. He's going against the Miami Dolphins. Um, he's coming off a pretty good week last week. He had 10 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown, 21 for 27 for 189 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Um, <clears throat> since coming back, he's accounted for five total touchdowns. And if you look at the Miami Dolphins, like the one thing you have to be concerned about with Newton so far is he hasn't put up passing yards. The Miami Dolphins have allowed 275 passing yards per game, which is fourth most in the NFL. So if there's a week you can expect Cam Newton to uh, put up some numbers through the air, I think it might be this week. Um, yeah, I think if you have... If you have a hole at quarterback, you might have a guy in bye week like Mahomes or Murray who's been out. I think you can go with Cam Newton if he was a guy available in your league. Um, I'd start him this week. I like him in DFS too. There's a lot of guys priced ahead of him who I who I really don't like this week, like Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. Um, 
Newton's pretty cheap still. So I, guy I like this week. Yeah. Yeah. I like Newton better than both those guys that you just mentioned. Uh, you know, I was kind of intrigued by him last week. I know the Washington football team um, doesn't really have much of a defense, but, you know, just kind of seeing Cam in his first full game this year, he, uh, he like you said, he kind of did his thing. Um, definitely. He, he has that floor with his run game. Uh, as we know, um, near the goal line, Cam loves to run the ball, so he could definitely always, uh, you know, kind of sneak in a, a touchdown or two for you uh, when Carolina's in the red zone. And just playing in, in that offense with, you know, other fantasy uh, stars almost and Christian McCaffrey and and uh, DJ Moore, you know, we, we were kind of high on Sam Darnold coming into the year just because of the weapons around him in Carolina and, and Cam Newton's now in that role. So with his rushing floor and, and the weapons around him, um, yeah, I'm kind of in, in on Cam for, uh, you know, the foreseeable future. And like you said, the Miami Dolphins, um, their defense really hasn't, uh, you know, they, I would say they're an average defense this year. I know last week I was a little high on them, but you got Elijah Moore from the Jets who had 143 yards and a touchdown against them last week. So they could definitely be exploited. And um, DJ Moore, I saw, does really well in man coverage. And I think the Dolphins play a ton of man coverage. So DJ Moore might actually be in line for a pretty solid day as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in on Newton this week. I'm totally Good with little you. nugget. DFS, yeah. Uh, my QB stud, I'm going to say uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's been on a little bit of a roll the last few weeks. He's playing at the Giants. I think the Giants are just not a good team offensively or defensively. Um, they give up the 12 most points to quarterbacks in fantasy. And Jalen Hurts, it's interesting because he hasn't been throwing the ball for, for a lot of yards, actually. Like the last three or four weeks, he, he hasn't even surpassed 200 passing yards. He's always around with like the 100s. Um, but Philly's been running the ball much better. Uh, I know they got Miles Sanders back last week. Hurts is still the big part of that of that run game, though. Kind of like Cam Newton, like you were saying, he has that high floor with his rushing ability every single week. Um, and I've noticed since the rushing game that's been going on for the Eagles, there uh, Jalen Hurts has been a little bit more efficient in in passing the ball. You know, uh, you see some of these receivers getting more open, like Devonta Smith. Goddard had a pretty uh, pretty solid week last week as well. Just if if Jalen Hurts, man, if he threw. For like 300 yards a game, he would be a top three quarterback in, in fantasy. It's just the only thing really limiting him is is his passing yards every week. But what do you think about the Giants, Brandon, with Jalen Hurts? What what is Hurts right now? I think he's like a top five quarterback. If not, he's like because Murray's been out and other someone and Mahomes had that tough stretch. Jalen Hurts might be like number one or two. Jalen Hurts is number one. Is he number one, right? Exactly. Yeah. So just imagine if he did throw like for 300 yards a game, how much more better he'd be than everybody else. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, his his <laughs> rushing floor is ridiculous. He he's he can score touchdowns on a regular basis. He he puts up yards like a running back. And I mean, with the games that he does get the passing yards and the touchdowns are just a bonus, kind of. He yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. He's he's a star every week. He's a yeah. I mean, the guy has ceiling games like really nobody else. There's only a few quarterbacks that can put up games like he can. And like you said, he's starting to make Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard are both starting to put up some pretty good numbers for their positions as well, which yeah. wasn't happening earlier in the season. So it, Exactly. It's weird to say like that they're running the ball more. And, like, 
but it, it helps him as a quarterback because, like, now teams aren't, you know, they got to stop the run now against Philly. Before, they weren't, they were never running the ball. They were just playing him against the pass. And that, you know, but now it's like he, I just, I just think he's making better throws and he, he just looks like a better quarterback the last few weeks than he has all season. Yeah, I agree um, with you. I agree with you. From, from not even a fantasy standpoint, from just an NFL standpoint, like, he's, he's looked great the last few weeks. Uh, Brandon, who's your uh, quarterback dud for week 12? My quarterback dud is going to be Ryan Tannehill. And a huge reason for that is that he's going against the New England Patriots this week. They're top 10 in passing yards per game allowed. They're top five in passing touchdowns allowed. And they're number one in interceptions this year. Um, Ryan Tannehill threw four picks last week. He's got 13 on the season. And, I mean, when you when you look at his the game logs, he's got different receivers in every game. Guys start games. They don't finish games. Henry's gone for the season already. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just he doesn't have the weapons around him, and he he's he's a big disappointment this year. Honestly, people were pretty high on him, and I was high on him as well. And he just hasn't put it up. And he's a guy that I definitely wouldn't look uh, forward to starting this week against the Patriots. Yeah, um, I think the reason why he he could have been a you know a top ten quarterback beginning of the year was people were expecting him to have a healthy A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry. Like, you know what I mean? But yep. Julio has been out for most of the year. Uh, Derrick Henry is now out for the year. So you start losing your studs around you. And then he's kind of like almost – I don't know if he's being exposed or there's like not enough talent around Ryan Tannehill either because he's still got A.J. Brown, uh, which New England – we talked about Kyle Pitts last week, which you were absolutely right about. They're, they're going to look to eliminate A.J. Brown. Uh, and then, like you said, it's and we said this last week on the show, Brandon, it's every week there's a new no-name receiver who comes out of nowhere. It's, it was right. Marcus Johnson last week, and then there was another guy who was like an undrafted uh, guy off the practice squad who caught the touchdown for them this past Sunday. And Well, we had Dontrell Hilliard at running back who caught like six balls and – one, and then running backs are, is a revolving door, too. Deonta Foreman, now it's Hilliard, and they cut Adrian Peterson. They had him coming for a little bit. So yeah. their offense is in shambles right now. Like the Houston Texans, of all teams, made them look silly, like, last Sunday. So coming to New England, where New England knows if they can beat Tennessee, and uh, I think like another, if another team loses, I don't know who, but they could have the number one seed in, in the AFC, the entire AFC after this week. So New England's going to be fired up. Uh, I was watching a little bit today. Mike, Mike Vrabel, during the press conferences, uh, I think Felder and Maz pointed this out, like he sounded like defeated already. Like, cause they had 10 guys on uh, like who are, who are not practicing and the Patriots have none. Like it's just, it's a mismatch on paper right now. And I know, I know that the Titans yeah. have started off well, but I think New England rolls Tennessee on Sunday. Yeah, I know you probably feel the same way too, right? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like t- like a big part of Tannehill's success has been his efficiency with A.J. Brown. Like, you could throw A.J. Brown a five-yard slant and he takes it for 75 yards for a touchdown. Sure. And then yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, like, you're on pace for 300 yards and two touchdowns or three touchdowns. Yep. And he just – he hasn't really had that this year. Yeah. And New England's second – their whole defense has been looking right. – Top notch. Matthew Judon, that guy's a stud. And the secondary, uh, Duggar, the, you know, the guy, the D2, uh, he, he's laying everybody out like that. The, everybody that 
good on Belichick for these draft picks. And all of a sudden now these draft picks that he had and these signings like Matthew June on the off season are showing that like Belichick knows what he's doing. So uh, my QB dud, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. So he's going to be playing at the Packers at Green Bay, um, who are a top 10 defense against quarterbacks this year. Uh, the game's going to be in Lambeau and uh, it's close to December and, and Lambeau is not a fun place to play at. If you're a quarterback, it gets very, very cold. It could, who knows, it could be snowy that day. Like it's just the probably the, probably the worst stadium to play at in December and January in the league. So uh, Matthew Stafford, good luck there. I know you have experience because you used to play for the lions and you you've gone to green Bay plenty of times, but still um, not a fun place to play. And um they just had a bye week in the Rams, but right before that, he he did not look good against the, t- the Titans that we just talked about and the 49ers. Uh, before that, he was on a roll, but if you look at the teams he was playing, there was, like, no good team. He was rolling against, like, Detroit and, like, you know, these other no-name teams, like, on defense. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I think with the loss of Robert Woods for the year, uh, who Stafford was just starting to kind of find a connection with. And they're bringing in uh, Odell Beckham now, and I've never been an Odell Beckham guy. So I don't know. I don't think Odell Beckham comes in and just fills that Robert Woods void. So tough matchup at Lambeau. Matthew Stafford, I would not be playing him in daily. Uh, and just just be careful with your, with your fantasy lineups. If he's your best option, roll him out. But if you got a guy like a Cam Newton uh, – I don't know. Am I crazy for saying Newton over Stafford this week? No, I definitely don't think so. I, if you remember last week, I was down on Adam Thielen. They yep. went against the Green Bay Packers last week. Cousins put up over 30 points, but that was the first quarterback in weeks that had success against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have been really good overall on defense. They haven't let up a lot of yards or points. Um, and like you said, one of the things I think you hit on, Robert Woods, I think, is a way bigger loss than what people are like yep. pointing out. Like he he was a huge I don't want to say huge, but he was a big part of their offense. And there's no like I don't think Odell Beckham is gonna step in and just be like no. step into that role. I don't know if Van Jefferson's ready for that yet. Oh, no, definitely not. Van Jefferson's not Robert Woods. People like right. like whatever you say about Robert Woods, that dude is like dependable, he's consistent. Absolutely. Like that was a huge loss for them. So yeah, no, I, I can see, you know, I think, the like you said, the last two weeks before the bye, Stafford really slowed down. He had under 20 fantasy points both of those games. And this could be another week that you see that again. I agree. All right, uh, let's move on to the running backs. Who do you who are you high on this week? Who's your running back stud? My running back stud is James Robinson, the one against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's kind of – so – you know, since the first week, he's kind of a guy. He's a guy I've been high on all year. Um, the last couple of weeks, he's been a little touchdown dependent. But I think this week he gets back on track. He's had 16 and 14 touches over the last two games. Um, and the Atlanta Falcons give up 125 yards per game on the ground. They give up 10, they've given up 10 touchdowns this year uh, to running backs. I think Robinson can have a big game this week. He's kind of always a guy I like. I think they keep him involved in the offense enough. And I, I just feel like the NFL is kind of a copycat league. The Patriots have had success with Mac Jones kind of when they've been able to, they've just kind of run the ball and relied on their running backs. And I don't see any reason why the, even if the Jaguars aren't in a position to make the playoffs, they still need to like 
they want to give Trevor Lawrence some uh, feeling of success. And I think James Robinson can help him do that <laughs> because him just airing it out 40 times a game isn't going to work for them. So. No, you, you brought up the guy I kind of wanted to hit on. So yeah, James Robinson, uh, he could have a stud week any week and the Falcons have a not a good defense. So yeah, James Robinson can definitely go off and have a stud week, but I wanted to hit real quick on the, that quarterback over there in Jacksonville, man, it's too I guess it's too early to call him a bust, but he's looked awful. And you're right. Like if you have a quarter rookie quarterback who's struggling that much, you got to dink the ball. You got to dump the ball off, dink and dunk. And James Robinson is is probably your best playmaker on offense. Get him the ball. Like let's not have Lawrence sitting in the pocket looking for Marvin Jones downfield because you know, he's going to either get picked off or he's going to get sacked and, that, that that offense has just been dreadful, and they need to rely. I agree with you. In this game, I'd, I'd be relying heavily on James Robinson, either handing him the ball or dumping it off to him, because Lawrence you, right now just needs needs to find some type of success. That's, are, you that's, cha- are you changing coaches if you're the Jaguars after this year? I might be. Yeah, I don't. I don't see what Urban Meyer has done one thing this year with that team. That's been besides uh, that whole fiasco last month. We weren't going to get into that, but. Right. No, distracting I agree. Yeah. and and then the, the I'd, I'd be I'd be moving on after the season. I think. Yeah, the team looks awful. Like so, yeah, they, he's done nothing like to show any promise down there in Jacksonville. Um, my running back stud. I'm going to go with a Thursday Thanksgiving guy. So if hopefully uh, you listen to the show before Thanksgiving, uh, 12:30 game. I'm going to go with David. Um, sorry, David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears, playing at Detroit. Detroit always hosts that first Thanksgiving game. Uh, and they also allow the second most fantasy points to running backs this year. Uh, it's a very juicy matchup for David Montgomery. Uh, just last week, he handled 14 out of 15, out of the 15 carries for running backs for the Chicago Bears. So he he's shows that he's the guy. I know Khalil Herbert looked good. Uh, uh, Damian Williams looked they looked all right with him when he was out for f- about a month or so. But Montgomery's their guy. He's going to be getting 90 percent of at least 90% of the, of the touches out of the backfield in Chicago. Uh, Chicago right now is also in shambles. Andy Dalton's going to be starting at quarterback. Justin Fields has already been ruled out. Allen Robinson's listed as doubtful. So that's another receiver out for them. So it's going to be the uh, Darnell Mooney only playmaker on the offense besides Montgomery. I just think, I, I think this is a Montgomery game. Give him the ball 20 plus carries. Detroit can't stop a nosebleed. Um, not to mention Detroit's starting Tim Boyle at quarterback. <laughs> so we got Dalton versus Boyle to start Thanksgiving. And uh, I can see Boyle turning the ball over a couple times against the Bears, which might set up Montgomery in the red zone more often for more chances to score. I, I can see Montgomery getting two, two, two touchdowns at least in this game. Was Goff ruled out? Yeah, Boyle. Oh, it was. It's Boyle. We'll go to the end of Boyle. All right. Yeah, so – no, I completely agree with you. Uh, two weeks ago, or before the bye anyway, when he came back from injury, he saw 85% of the snaps. Last week, he saw 95% of the snaps. So, like you said, he's he's taken back over the backfield. Yeah. Herbert saw nothing last week. Like you said, he saw one carry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on Montgomery. You want volume at running back, and he was that guy when he was healthy, and it looks like he's back to being that guy again. All right, let's get into duds here, Brandon. Who's the guy you're down on? Um, a guy I'm down on. I w- I'm not saying bench this guy this week, but a guy I'm a little bit down on this week is Antonio Gibson. Um, so he's he's been seeing most of the work out of the backfield. He saw 19 carries last week. 
But the thing I'm worried about is his passing game usage. The volume is it's just missing. He has he didn't get any targets last week. Uh, he might have got one. He saw three in the last two weeks. And he hasn't topped three since week one. He's had three targets twice since week one. And he hasn't he's seen two in a couple games. Um and if you're watching the Redskins game, you're also noticing a guy, Jarrett Patterson, who's also seen carries out of the backfield. He had seven last week, and he's seen seven per game over the last three weeks. Um, so you're not seeing only Jarrett uh, McKissick work into Antonio Gibson's workload, but you're also seeing Jarrett Patterson. So Gibson, I'm not saying bench him. I, I feel like if you have him on your team, you're probably starting him, especially against the Seahawks. They're not great. But I'm not particularly high on Antonio Gibson this week. All right. It's an interesting call. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to agree with you on Gibson for this week, only because the the past two weeks, he he hasn't looked bad. Um, he had that game against Tampa Bay two weeks ago where he scored two touchdowns and he got 24 carries. And then last week, I, I agree with you. He He's kind of irrelevant in the passing game, but he still had 19 carries. He didn't score, but he had 95 yards. What kind of did him in in fantasy was he did have a fumble. So that dropped two points for him. But uh, he almost topped 100 yards at Carolina, Tampa Bay. Those are two good defenses. And I think Seattle isn't a good defense. Seattle's so, not a good defense. Yeah, no. You know, if I Gibson just, I don't, the workload, I'm, I, that, I can the see The passing him. game work is just so, like, he just doesn't yeah. – he's not involved at all. Like, it's frustrating. One of calling cards coming into the, into the NFL was his, his pass – like, how good he was receiving – and it's just, I feel yeah. like you got more work last year out of the back. No, I totally agree with you. I it's frustrating because you're you're saying he's a dud. He should be an absolute stud Monday night against Seattle if they they threw him the ball more because he's rushing the ball okay right now. Like it's not like 19 for 95 last week at Carolina is not too bad. Um, but but yeah, that the passing alone, irrelevant. When that's if you what you get alone, passes. you're a touchdown dependent player at that point. If, if you don't score a touchdown, you're not you're not getting me a good fantasy week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You got to get in the end zone, or yeah. All right, I see where you're coming from. So you're saying the the complete lack of a passing game for Antonio Gibson is just shying you away from him right now. He has no ceiling at yeah. all. Okay, like good. He gets you nine points last week without a fumble. Yeah, nine and a half. You're right. Yeah, because he didn't score a touchdown. Um. Yeah. All right. I get you. I get your case. Get your case. Uh, my running back dud. I'm a little worried about this, but I'm. <laughs> the running back dud was so tough this week because it was just hard to find a running like a running back dud. Mine I don't know. was I tight end. Was... Mine was tight end. I couldn't. Yeah, but I, I ended up going with Miles Gaskin as a running back dud. Uh, he's playing against that Carolina Panthers team. I don't. Gibson just had 95 yards against them, but. Uh, they're still Carolina's still a top five team against running backs in, in fantasy at the moment. And um just looking at Miles Gaskin this year, I know people are starting to make fun of it. It's like odd, odd weeks he does well, even weeks he does bad. Um, but it's kind of looking back, I, I did look back at this trend, and it's funny because if you look at the teams on even weeks, they're like lower half of the league. So that's why he's doing well. But then if you look at the, the odd weeks, it's against good teams. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Tampa yeah. and like, so it makes sense. Like he, he does well against bad defenses, but against stout defenses, Miles Gaskin doesn't do much. And that's because Miami's running game kind of sucks. 
He, he only gets you, what do you say, 3.1 or less than three yards of carry? Yeah. He, yeah. Between the tackles, Miles Gaskin does not run the ball well. So he needs, I put here, he needs five, at least five or six receptions in this game just to be, just to put up a decent stat line, in my opinion. Um, so I'm just so down on his yards per carry, and Carolina's pretty good against the rush that Miami's run game isn't good, that he's got to catch six, six catches at least in this game. What do you think? Yeah, well, like you said, the Jets, the Jets are one of the worst teams in the entire league against the run. Mm-hmm. He had a decent week against them last week with the 3.8 yards per carry. Yeah. But if you look at the weeks before that, like you said, he's at like one point something and two point yeah. something. Yeah, 3.8, but every other running back before him had over five, Bob. Right, so he's gotten, he's gotten a ton of work. He's gotten volume. He's had over 20 carries in two of those games, 14 in one of them. And, mm-hmm. but, but, yeah, he hasn't put up a, a big numbers, but he – this, the games that he's involved a lot, I feel like they do better. Yeah. Like when he's involved in the passing game, they I feel like they don't use him consistently the way they should. So what scared me of calling him a dud is you mentioned his, his volume has been so much better the past two weeks. It seems like they finally are shying away from Ahmed a little bit. And I know uh, Brown's been out, Malcolm Brown, but – Laird comes in every once in a while, but it's been the Miles Gaskin show the last few, few weeks. And they just they just brought in Philip Lindsay. They and it, yeah, it's actually a great <laughs> point. They just signed Philip Lindsay today. It's just like I don't know, man. Talk about talk about just a a roll of the dice is is Miles Gaskin. You, you put him in your RB two slot and just hope hope he has one of those good weeks because if it's you're like Gaskin, playing, if you're Miles Gaskin, you're like. I do nothing but succeed when they put me when they give me the opportunity, but then they just try to bury me. <laughs> they, they constantly bring in other people. They bring in Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I know. I you know, on the work, like you know, on the sleeper app, you can give nicknames to players. I I own Miles Gaskin. I might just change his nickname to Roulette because you just it's like Roulette at the casino. You just you, he's a good DFS. You, you put it on red or black, and then you see what happens with him because it's it's you never know with him. But all right, let's move on from Gaskin here. Let's get into wide receivers. Who's your wide receiver stud? I'm going with Chase Claypool this week. He's going against Cincinnati. Um, last week, he started 91% snap share, and that was up from 81% the prior game. He saw nine targets last week. Um, over the last three weeks, he's seen two carries per game, so they're even involving him in the running game a little bit. I like Claypool this week. I think the Bengals aren't that great against wide receivers. I love Deontay, but I think Claypool is like that guy. They target him on deep balls every once in a while. I think he could put up a big game this week. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Big Ben on a week-to-week basis, but I think this week Big Ben can even kind of give you a decent week. I think I like Deontay. I like Claypool. I like Najee. I like the whole Pittsburgh offense. But, yeah, Claypool's a guy I'm on this week. I saw him on Fantasy Pros. He was ranked like in the 30s. Oh, like maybe like the mid twenties or something around there. I just I think he can finish higher than that this week. Yeah, I don't have much on Claypool to be honest, but I know they uh, fought back and, and put up like thirty eight points against the Chargers last week. So, um, you know, I'm kind of with you. Cincinnati's defense isn't isn't all that great. Uh, Deontay's going to get a ton of targets, but I I really like you said Claypool was in on 91% of snaps and nine targets. So like right there, Claypool's got the ability, um, especially where he is kind of more of a deep threat. You know, it only takes one with him. So um, 
could definitely see Claypool putting up some, some strong numbers this week. My running back stud, I'm going to go with uh, 49ers Debo Samuel. They're playing against the Vikings, uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense. They're bottom 10 against wide receivers. Wait a minute, and- wait a minute. You said you said running back stud, which you meant wide receiver stud. Oh, did I but say running back stud? The fact okay. you said Debo Samuel, I feel like after last week you could call him a running back. Well, yeah, actually, that's probably why <laughs> I didn't say running So my wide receiver stud is Debo Samuel. And like I was saying, the Vikings, they're bottom 10 against receivers, and they're also just outside the bottom 10 against running backs. And why I'm saying that, Brandon, you're right, is because Debo Samuel, like last week, had – 11 carries and one catch. So he's more of like a running quarter old Patterson over here on uh, the 49ers. But he only had one catch last week, but that still doesn't scare me because the, uh, he rushed the ball so much last week and he had like 70 or some yards and scored a touchdown. And he's finding himself in the end zone like every week. And I don't think that's like a hit or miss with him. I think like they're just finding him near the red zone. They're giving him the ball. Um and I just think that trend continues. I, I don't think the Vikings are very good on defense. I think I think the Niners are going to actually kind of give it to the Vikings, to be honest. I think the Niners are rolling right now. And it's because of, of playmakers like Debo Samuel. Um, and I think it starts with him on that offense. I know Ayuk and Kittle have both looked really, really good the last few weeks. But um, Debo's their guy. And, and he's been a stud all year. And I think that just continues uh, against the Vikings, whether it be through the air or the ground. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say on Debo Samuel. I'm right there with you. I'm I'm starting him every week. Um, he he showed at the beginning of the season when Ayuk was kind of, you know, he was kind of in the doghouse. I guess Samuel was clearly the number one receiver there. He was one of the number one receivers in all the NFL. The yard, the amount of yards he's put up, like you said last week, the he had three carries over 15 yards. He had a touchdown run over 20 yards. He looked better than all the running backs. He looked better than Jeff Wilson. He looked better than Trey Sermon. Yep. So, like you said, they're going to find ways to get the ball in his hands, and he's shown to be the kind of player that if he's getting, like, anywhere from five-plus touches, he's going to he's gonna put up a pretty solid game and, and possibly, you know, go off. He, he, the, I'm not at, saying... A wide he, receiver, he's... he's been a top five guy this year. Absolutely. Nobody I'm not was saying, expecting coming into the season. I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing him like to this player. I'm just saying the way the Niners have, have been using him the past few weeks reminds me of the way the chiefs use Tyree kill, where they just finding ways to, to put the ball in his hands, like just get him the ball. Cause he, he has the speed and he, he can house it anytime he touches the ball. So he's electric. Look look to play him in, in daily, I think, if you can, because I think he's in for a big day against that soft Minnesota Vikings defense. Who who are you saying stay away from at wide receiver this week? Who's your wide receiver dud? My wide receiver dud this week is going to be Michael Gallup. Interesting. Yeah, he's going against the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's played three games this season. He's seen 22 targets, and he hasn't top 10 fantasy points in a single game yet. Um, the Raiders have been top five against wide receivers this year, and they're actually really bad against the run. And I can see the Dallas Cowboys letting Ezekiel Elliott. I know he's hurt. And also Tony Pollard, you know, tote the rock. Yeah. Maybe Dak Prescott getting a few carries. CeeDee Lamb's going to be back, it sounds like. I think you can see Schultz kind of involved in the game. 
I could see the Cowboys kind of slowing it down. Overall, I think a lot of the games on Thanksgiving are going to be kind of like muck fests. I think the Buffalo Bills and New Orleans is going to be a defensive struggle. The Cowboys and Chiefs last week wasn't an offensive output that everybody thought it was going to be. And I think this week the Cowboys and Raiders might not be either. Yeah. And that's just my take on the game. So I know people might be high on Gallup. They also get Wilson involved. So, I mean, Gallup saw 10 targets last week. And he still didn't put up over 10 fantasy points. So, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit down on Michael Gallup. Yeah, it, it could definitely, uh, especially on a short week, uh, game where they look to run the ball a little more than usual. Uh, I, I think Tony Pollard is going to have a pretty solid game, you know, especially with Zeke injuring his, I think it was his ankle on Sunday, right? He looked like he was hobbling around. Uh, he, I think he's good to go, though. But I can see them kind of getting a split. Tony Pollard kind of doing his thing. If C.D. Lamb's back, then I think that obviously affects Michael Gallup a little bit. You mentioned Schultz, and uh, yeah, Cedric Wilson all of a sudden is becoming like a, a pretty solid option in that offense as well. So it, it's tough right now to pick a guy in the Cowboys. Like, do you go with Wilson? Do you go with Gallup? You know, obviously you're going to go with Lamb, but you know, Prescott's just kind of flinging it around to everybody right now. So um, I don't know. I, I can see Gallup putting up a dud. He he's not like he's he he has a low floor. I'm with you on that. Like he even though he, he'll get some targets, like you know he'll only get a few receptions every once in a while. So my wide receiver dud. I'm gonna go with Marquez Callaway from the Saints. Uh, he's playing against Buffalo, uh, who's number one against receivers in the league in fantasy. Uh, Carson Wentz just just played against them, the Colts, and he only threw for 106 yards against the Buffalo Bills. So it was the Jonathan Taylor show on the ground. Uh, so the Bills still still top probably the best uh, pass defense in the league at the moment. Uh, since Week Five, Callaway hasn't even had a game with more than three receptions or 40 yards. So his reception total and yardage total yardage total has been so low since week five but the only thing that is saving him is the last three three games he has a touchdown in each game so it looks like he might be producing (laughs) a little bit more than what he actually has because those touchdowns have really saved them but this week i don't think callaway gets his touchdown and it's i think he's gonna get a two for 24 this like a two catch 24 i'm benching callaway if i have him this week. do you think do you think the new orleans saints um go to Taysom hill this week you know i i don't know they gave him that big contract out of nowhere so that's not a bad strat if you watch what jonathan i'm not comparing Jonathan Taylor to Taysom Hill, but if you watch them, like you kind of want to just pound the rock and with Kamara Mark Hardy Ingram out, this it's a Mark Ingram game. Well, he's questionable too. Yeah, it could it could be the Tony Jones game. <laughs> Tony Jones Jr. <laughs> I don't know if I want Tony Jones. I'm just throwing that out there. Like if let's say Ingram's out, I'm not rushing to pick up Tony Jones and putting him in my lineup against Buffalo. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Buffalo kind of had like you said, it's going to be a defensive struggle this game. I think I think this game's going to be. I think the Bills win, uh, but I don't know how good their offense is going to look against against at. I think it's at New Orleans, right? So, gonna gonna be a. I think it's gonna be an ugly game to watch. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, but on Callaway, I completely agree with you. Um, 
he had kind of an opportunity to like carve out a role as the number one receiver. Well, everybody was out. Traquan Smith was out. And obviously, Michael Thomas was out. And he didn't really do anything. And then now since Traquan Smith has been back and Deontay Harris, they all kind of see similar target, like mm-hmm. a similar target share in the offense. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, Callaway's kind of just lived off touchdowns lately. But, yeah, I'm, I'm completely off him. Yeah, I'm not. Too. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't start him at all. No, nah, I've much better options out there this week. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Who do you have as your tight end stud? So my, well, I'm not going to call him a stud, but my tight end, my tight end this week is Evan Ingram. Okay. My, my reasons why is number one, the Philadelphia Eagles are the last in points allowed against tight ends. They're 32nd. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Kitchens has been a tight end coach most of his <laughs> career. Freddie and Kittens back. 2018, he took over for the Cleveland Browns. He was the tight end coach, and he took over as offensive coordinator. And David Njoku, mm-hmm. as a rookie, caught over 60 balls and 600 yards. Now, if, if we can ever see Evan Ingram kind of tap into what he did as a rookie, I think big Freddie Kitchens is going to be <laughs> how Evan Ingram gets it done. And going against the Philadelphia Eagles this week, I think that's another. We saw uh, Kadarius Tony didn't practice today. So some of those weapons, you know, I like the uh, we talked about earlier, the Titans, the New York Giants have a like a rotating wide receiver. It's Sterling Shepard's out. Kadarius Tony's out. Galladay's out. You never know who's playing Slayton's out. So who knows who's playing on a week to week basis? Evan Ingram has been healthy the last few weeks. I think maybe this could be Evan Ingram's week. So he'd be a guy maybe if you need a dart throw at tight end. Evan Ingram's my tight end this week. Definitely worth a look in, in daily. Uh, I think a lot of people are looking at him in daily, though, just because yeah, all yeah, the things yeah. are There's a lot of people on Evan Ingram this week. Yeah, the Eagles are so bad against the tight end. Like you said, they're dead last, and they give up big, big games of tight ends. Uh, I also believe they're a top five against receivers. They got a they got big play Darius Slay over there, who's a stud. Uh, and they're pretty good against receivers. And the Giants receivers, like you said, Tony always banged up, but he seems to be the – a shepherd. Uh, he, he was out Monday night. You never know what you're getting with them. Galladay's been a massive bust this year. I called that one. Slayton's yep. all right when he's there. The, I, I think uh, you're right. With Jason Garrett getting the axe and, and Freddie Kitchens coming in, who liked utilizing the tight ends a lot in Cleveland, uh, this could be – they could be looking to go to uh, Ingram a ton in this game, and I don't blame them if, if you're playing uh, – weaknesses of, of the defense you you want to go to ingram in this game a ton so we'll see we'll see how, we'll see what they end up doing though but definitely uh when you look at the numbers ingram seems to be a pretty solid uh gamble this week uh my tight end stud i'm gonna i'm going back to big rob gronkowski from the tampa bay buccaneers they're playing at the colts who give up six most points to tight end so they're not very good against tight ends either and um, they're actually pretty – I think like best in the league, believe it or not, at, against the run right now. They, like, took over because the Bills just got ran all over. So I think the Colts are, are right up there. They're top three, uh, depending on, like, if you do points per game or total points. But they're they're one of the better run defenses in the league. Um, Gronk just returned last week. He got already had six catches in his first game back, 85 yards. Uh, as long as he – the only thing I'm worried about with Gronk is if he gets – like he leaves the game kind of like a Jarvis Landry player. Like those two guys, Rob Gronkowski, Jarvis Landry, if you put them in your lineup, just, just hope they can last the whole game because those guys always leave the games. 
But as long as Gronk can play the full game, he should be a big weapon in the receiving game. And yeah, I just I just like how when he's healthy, he's looked this year. And and against the Colts, I think I think Brady's gonna be going his way. What do you think? So yeah, I, I think Gronk is a must start. And the reason I say that is because if Gronk plays only half, so Gronk played fifty nine percent of the snaps last week. Yeah. And he saw eight targets. So he yep. basically only played half of the offensive snaps and still saw eight targets. The week that he got hurt, he saw 62% of the snaps and saw seven targets. Yep. So Gronk, and he had a good game that week too. He almost had 10 fantasy points that week, which is a good tight end week. Um, he had 13 last week. He's probably going to play, you know, the healthier he gets, he's going to play more snaps. He will see more of an offensive role and – yeah, I think Gronk steps right back into a top 10 tight end on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, Brady just wants to go to him. Yeah. This guy. Brady's going to throw him the football. That's all that this matters. Like, when, uh, Antonio Brown's not back this week. He's not right? back, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be back this week either. He hasn't practiced yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who's your tight end dud this week? So this this one was hard for me. I kind of, the tight ends that I feel like had tough matchups, like, uh, Mike Jacecki and Dawson Knox, they've been getting targeted so much that I feel like you can't sit them really. Yeah. And so the only guy I saw was Tyler Conklin this week. He's going against the 49ers. They've been kind of mediocre against tight ends, mm-hmm. but he's only seen like five targets a game. I kind of think their offense last week was a little bit of a mirage. Like I said, the Packers have been really good against offenses and the Vikings weren't as good as they were last week. They were kind of, they were slowing down a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, Conklin, like I said, this isn't like a huge, strong take for me this week. I just Conklin's a guy I like a little bit less than everybody else, so I would say Conklin. I would start most guys over him this week. Yeah, I'm, if I'm a Conklin owner, I'm not super confident starting in the tight end, and if I'm playing daily, like I don't, I don't think there's something there with Conklin at his whatever his price is that like he's gonna all of a sudden he's very touchdown dependent, um, and we mentioned like Dalvin Cook runs a ton in the red zone and they got Thielen who's another big body so, um, yeah Niners Niners have been rolling lately too so I'm not I'm not rushing to put Conklin you know in any lineup whether it be daily or uh, if I if I'm an owner. Uh, my tight end dud, yeah, you're right. It was tough also to find a tight end dud. I, I went with Jared Cook. Uh, they're going to play at Denver this week, who they're actually a top five defense against tight ends. Uh, last week, Jared Cook only played 50% of snaps or half the snaps last week. Um, and it looks like the team's looking to give Parham more more usage towards the you know from now to the end of the year, I guess. So just like getting on the field and – you know, he's looking he's sharing playing time with, with, with Donald Parham right now. Um, not to mention that the Chargers, just in general, you know, they got loads of weapons with Eckler and, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, I don't see Jared Cook getting any more than four or five targets. And I kind of like with Conklin, he do anything fantasy-wise, anything productive with Cook, he's going to need some type of touchdown in, in the game, which I don't even see really happening, so. Uh, any chance you would still roll Jared, Jared Cook out on your fantasy team? Any chance I would store him on my fantasy team? R- roll him out, like oh, roll him. Nah, no, I'm not rolling with Jared Cook this week either. I completely agree. He's he's a complete 
he needs to score a touchdown for him to be fantasy relevant. Yeah. So he they have multiple options they want in front of him, and he's been losing work to Parham, like you said. So yeah, I'm off Cook. I would actually, I would, I mean, I would start my bus Tyler Conklin over Jared Cook. So yeah, I'd agree with that. What that's worth? So, I would go Conklin over Cook this week, <laughs> but we don't really want you to play either one. That's why, right? Yeah. But uh, all right, let's move on here. Uh, we're gonna do the take your pick segment. So last week uh, when Nick was here with us. We all took our picks with five scenarios. Um, so last week on these picks that we took, I went three and two. Brandon went two and three, and Nick went four and one. So for the year, overall, I am 26 and 22. Brandon's 24 and 24, and Nick is 25 and 18. So last week, let's go over this really, really quick. We asked the question, who would have more receptions Thursday night, Hunter Henry or Kyle Pitts? Uh, we all went with Hunt, Hunter Henry, and uh, Kyle Pitts had three catches, and Hunter Henry had two. So we were all really down at Kyle Pitts, but he Pitts did not have a good game, but unfortunately, Hunter Henry didn't do anything either, But so we all lost that one. All right, more total yards on Sunday, James Robinson or Debo Samuel. All three of us took Debo Samuel. We were all correct. Debo Samuel had 94 yards. James Robinson had 38 more passing yards uh, Sunday afternoon, Dak Prescott or Pat Mahomes. All three of us went with Pat Mahomes. We were all correct. Pat Mahomes had 260 yards. Prescott only had 216. More receptions Sunday night, Deontay Johnson or Keenan Allen? Nick and myself, I'm with Keenan Allen. Brandon, you went with Deontay Johnson. Keenan Allen had nine receptions. Deontay Johnson had seven. So good games for both of them, but Keenan Allen's just a monster. All right, Tom Brady, Monday night, over or under two and a half passing touchdowns. Brandon, you and I said we went with the over. Nick went with the under, and Nick was correct because Tom Brady only had – well, not only, but he had two touching, touchdown passes. So uh, one more we would have hit, but, you know, the two put him under. So this week, you ready to take your pick, Brandon? It's just me and you this time. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, more total yards on Thanksgiving afternoon, the noon game. David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift? This is total yards. I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. All right. I'm going to go Montgomery. Uh, Let's go uh, Saturday. Jonathan Taylor against Tampa Bay, over or under 100 rushing yards? I'm going to go over. I'm also – I'm not betting against him. I'm going over right now. All right. Devontae Adams on – Sunday, over or under six and a half receptions against the L.A. Rams? I'm going to go over. I'm also going to go over. I'm not going against Devontae Adams right now either. (laughs) More rushing yards Sunday night. Nick Chubb or Lamar Jackson? Nick Chubb. All right. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. In the Monday night football game, who's going to have more receptions, DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin. I am also going to go with Scary Terry. All righty. So we both took our pick, which means we are down to our final segment, our money in the bank prediction. So last week, we both made our money in the bank prediction for week 11. And Brandon, 
How did you do? I came up short. Oh, man. What was your money in the bank prediction? I went with Mac Jones last week. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say Mac we, was going to We discussed Hunter Henry versus Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I, I was high on, on the Patriots offense last week. I thought after their, I think they had 44 points the week before. Yeah, against Cleveland. Yeah. I was expecting them to do something similar last week against the Falcons. But I think they were just so much better than the Falcons that they just kind of slowed everything down and just ran the kind of the game out. But anyway, my my uh, money in the bank prediction was that Mac Jones, he had one three touchdown performance on the year. Oh, and my money guys. in the bank prediction was gonna he was gonna get his second. How many did he have? I think one. Okay. Yeah, one touchdown. I think. So he did not get to the. No. All right. No. What's he, your, he, what he, is he, your prediction this week for week twelve? All right. So I. I, I wanted I want to cash my check this week. Yeah. So Cam Newton finishes QB number six last week. I was yep. high on Cam Newton. He's my QB stud. Yep. My money in the bank prediction is that Cam Newton, he gets another top 10 finish in week 12. So he finished number six last week. I think okay. he's going to finish top 10 this week. Yeah. And you can take that to the bank. All right. Cam Newton, the top 10 finish. I can definitely see that happening. So, yeah, we we need to hit. <laughs> we need I'm going, uh, we I'm, need to hit on right. one man like this is getting yeah we're, I'm, I'm not throwing the hail mary this week yeah, i'm going we, we gotta play it safe we gotta play goal it line safe qb week. tom brady qb sneak i i like the i like the <laughs> playing playing it safe with new in their top 10 let's just hope he finishes top 10 yeah, so last no week kidding. i uh i went with uh deonta foreman from the tennessee titans uh i guess his old team he was playing the houston texans i I'm in the big prediction. I was pretty bold. I said he's going to get at least 80 all-purpose yards and score a touchdown. And uh, he had 40, 40 total yards and no touchdown. So he kind of fell uh, half of both of what I was saying. So yards and touchdowns because he had none. I wanted one. All right, this week I'm picking. I'm I'm kind of using the the Nick uh, negative. I, you gotta right. sometimes you just gotta go negative on this stuff. Wait, what was his what was his money in the bank last I, week? I forget. It was a negative. Go I'm ahead, do gonna, yours. I'll yeah, I'm not gonna if you can remember it, go ahead. I, I'm not gonna remember it. This week I'm on negative. I'm I'm picking on Trevor Lawrence. I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence has at least two interceptions on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. And you could take that to the bank. So tell me that one more time. So Trevor Lawrence is going to have at least two interceptions against the Falcons on Sunday. All right. He's going to have two interceptions? Two two or more, yeah. That's fair. He's two, yeah. All right, so so Nick's money in the bank last week. First was Kyle Pitts was going to score zero fantasy points. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He brought up the five. He was close. Was so five. it was five. And he ended up scoring 5.9. 5.9. Yeah, hey, so he was just, right. He was right there. Nine tenths, man. Nine yeah. tenths of a point. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't hit in a while. So we need a uh, good old sunshine Lawrence to, to turn the ball over and throw some picks. And we need, we need Cam, Superman, Cam. come out on top 10 performance. The guy's got a chip on his shoulder, man. He's coming to prove a point. That's it. He's back. He's back. But uh, all right, Brandon, this was fun, man. Week, week 12. Fantasy football show, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, man, taking, taking, uh, you know, like I said, 10 years ago, we'd be uh, one of those long lines waiting to go into one of these bars <laughs> around here. But uh, tonight we're, uh, we're zooming and talking fantasy football. So that's... captains and Coke, 
That used to be my drink back in the day, the old Captain and Coke. Man, I'll tell you what, all it would take right now is two Captain and Cokes, and I would be dead at the Thanksgiving table tomorrow. I would not be able to eat. I'd be hung over. My face would be green. That's that's how far I've come in life, man. I can't even, <laughs> can't even drink any Captain and Cokes anymore. I hear you, man. But yeah, man, happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm sure uh, it'll be a great time with family and, and we got football on all day. Uh, again, the games aren't great, but tonight I see something I'm, I'm hoping like it was weird. Someone doesn't know the Lions uh, game tomorrow being on like the Big Ten network. Like they got to show that on a different channel though, right? It's got to be on a Fox or an NBC, right? I would I would think so. But I, 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 no, I didn't see that today, so I have no idea. Yeah, that might have been for like the. I know every other year past, they're always on like, like you said, they're on like a big network. That, that's gonna, yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, what do you mean? This game's gonna be on like NBC tomorrow. It's a twelve thirty NFL game. They're always on Fox or NBC, right? And it's on Thanksgiving. Like, what the hell yeah. are they playing on Thanksgiving? Yeah, no, the game that it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll be on a, a, a one of those channels. But all right. Thus concludes our episode. To all our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. And until next time, this has been Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.